And secondly, make dua for that brother. Ya Allah, today I witnessed someone with a bottle. It hurt me, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, guide them, help them to remove the bottle. Help them to give up that bad habit and help me to give up whatever bad habits I have. Allahu Akbar. This is purity of the heart now. With that dua and that nasiha, if Allah wills, that person's heart will come onto the right path within a matter of time. We know so many people who had very bad pasts, but now when they've come up straight, subhanallah, they've gone very far in life in terms of the deen and become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So many of us, perhaps we are much better today than we were yesterday. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant, grant us goodness. This is why we say, brother, when you have become religious, remember, when you are inviting others towards religion, you also came about slowly. So give them a little bit of time. The problem with us, we come on the deen after 50 years and everyone else, we give them five minutes. Wallahi, it's a problem in the ummah. We are facing it. We are not patient. We are supposed to be patient as Muslimin. It took you 40 years to recognize your maker. Why do you want to in four minutes create such a situation that remove a man from the whole fold of the deen, kick him out, curse him to the degree that you've buried him alive and you haven't given him more than four minutes to repent. You took 40 years, my brother. Thank Allah, he showed you the light. <coughs> Allahu Akbar, work on them. Continue working on them. The Prophet Sallallahu Nubuwa was not 23 minutes, nor was it 23 days, nor was it 23 months. It was 23 solid years. Allahu Akbar. So purify your heart when it comes to your relation with others. Because there is something known as Hukukul Ibad, through which a lot of what your heart conceals becomes manifest. We hate for the sake of Allah, the deeds that are done in the displeasure of Allah. We may hate for the sake of Allah, those who have absolutely no goodness in them and they have damaged the deen or they have caused lots of damage to those who follow the deen. But remember, even the non-Muslims, every single non-Muslim is a potential Muslim. If you lose focus on that, you have lost the path. Every single non-Muslim is a potential Muslim by the will of Allah. For as long as they are breathing, there is hope. Who is ready to invite them in the proper way? Allahu Akbar. A very big statement that brings tears to the eyes. Every non-Muslim. When the Prophet ﷺ made a dua for the enemies of Islam, one of the prayers were, Allahumma a'izzal Islam bi ahadil umarain. O Allah, grant strength to this deen through the acceptance of Islam of one of the two Umars. One was known as Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiyallahu anhu later to be known as, and the other one, Amr ibn Hisham, who was known as Abu Jahl. No sooner was the dua made, response came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This man came marching into this house of Al-Arqam, Ibn Abi Al-Arqam radiallahu anhu, as the books of history have made mention. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knew that Allah is the one who guides. Just like he guided me, he may guide you or anyone on the street. So remember, when we say cleanse your heart and do not be judgmental, we need to understand what the statement means. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people who realize that we would like to help one another to become steadfast on the deen. And that help 
can happen in so many different ways, depending on the authority that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you as well. If we have hatred in our hearts, now let's talk of general hatred, not necessarily whilst giving da'wah, but at the same time, hatred in our hearts for someone, for some reason, normally it stems from jealousy. Not every time, but a lot of the times. Because Allah has blessed someone with more wealth, with more knowledge, with more acceptance, perhaps with, with greater looks. You know, you have a woman who's extremely beautiful, and sometimes, or a girl who's extremely good looking, and sometimes you have other girls who make her life so difficult, and her crime is just that she is gorgeous. I would have told you to say, MashaAllah, but it's abstract. There's no one in particular we're talking about. Allahu Akbar. So Alhamdulillah, or you can say, Inshallah. Allahu Akbar. My brothers and sisters, Wallahi, do not become jealous of the favors that Allah has bestowed others just because you don't have it. Don't. It will result in the dirty heart. The heart will become unclean, filthy, and it will require cleansing. Cleansing of the heart is also done through what is known as dhikrullah. Because everything has a detergent and the detergent of the heart is the remembrance of Allah. But I'd like to interpret the term dhikrullah in its broader context. Dhikrullah starts with understanding the meaning of the Quran. That's where it starts. That's the beginning of it. Because the, the, the dhikr that is mentioned in the Quran, so many times it directly refers to the Quran. And at times it refers to the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So remember, you need to know the message of Allah in order to have your heart purified. What did Allah say to me? I always, always say it is a big insult. Some of us, how old we are, how regular we are with our salah, yet we have not made an effort to understand the meanings of what we utter in salah. Wallahi, it is an insult. We don't even know what is meant by Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin. Some people do not know the meaning. And some people do not think of the meaning when they are uttering these words. So what value do you have? How is your heart going to be impacted? Look at the hearts of those who were the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. When they heard a single verse, their lives changed. When they heard one verse, their hearts were purified. Umar ibn al-Khattab himself, who was an enemy of Islam, the opening verses of Surah Taha were read to him. Not more than a few lines were read to him. He began to tremble. Immediately, his heart was cleansed because he had that sincerity in his heart. For a moment, it was struck with sincerity. And he said, take me to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Guided from kufr to iman in a split moment because of the Quran. And this has happened to so many people. It has happened to people around us in our midst, perhaps some who might be seated here, reverted immediately. Allahu Akbar. Why? They read the Quran and they realized this is the word of Allah. I always tell people, you know, I have a disc, an MP3 disc in my vehicle, given to me by someone in Malaysia, a brother. Allah grant him goodness. And in it or on it, there is the entire Quran just in the English language. So the Arabic has been, you know, separated. Now we know the importance of the Arabic and the English. And he says, this is extremely beneficial to those who speak the language. And I thought to myself, look, to me, the Arabic is powerful. The English is 
fair enough trying to explain what the Arabic is, but the word of Allah is that particular Arabic, you cannot compromise it. So I thought to myself, let me put it in and try and listen to what is being said. And I had a non-Muslim sit in my car once, one who had come to do some work and I was taking him back to his place. I saw tears in his eyes. Four or five surahs were read within a short space of time in the English language alone. And he told me, what is this? I said, what do you think it is? He said, it's something powerful. He said, it has to be the book you guys follow. I said, it is. Can I come to your place of worship? By all means, brother. Subhanallah. I think within a short space of time, may Allah grant him guidance to the deen. I mean, that's when I realized, I said, you know what? Sometimes when people are just going through even the meaning of it, because they understand it, it impacts differently. Without reducing the importance of the tilawa in the Arabic language. Because indeed that is on a level of its own. But at the same time, remember the impact of that, if you understand what you're reading, is totally different. You need that as well. So your purification will start when you have made an intention to understand the word of Allah. I said moments ago, they heard four verses of the Quran, they embraced Islam. They read four verses of the Quran, they embraced the deen of Islam. We have read what we know as khatma, upon khatma, upon khatma, once a month, sometimes once a week, sometimes once every two months. We've completed the entire mushaf. But brother, you cannot give up your pornography. A'udhu billah. It did not move you. Pornography is the problem of the age, wallahi. It's a difficulty. It affects your eyes, your brain, your mind, your organs, your reproductive system, your, the way you look at the opposite sex, your marriage, absolutely everything is made rotten through a cancer because of your eyes perceiving some dirty sexual movements of the opposite sex. Totally haram, completely unacceptable, but available on your phone. Today, I was speaking to some brothers on our journey back from Birmingham, and I made mention of a very interesting point. Your mobile phone that you have, my brothers, my sisters, can take you to Jannah or Jahannam. Remember that. The way you use it, you have any scholar on the globe that has Allah has used to affect you and impact on you at your fingertips. At the time of your convenience in your bedroom, subhanallah. Perhaps whilst you're lying down, you can click every night either on a scholar where you can listen to something regarding your deen and go to bed feeling a good Muslim. Or you can click onto a pornographic site and perhaps you will be caught in that web which will take you very, very far away. It's to do with how clean or dirty your heart is. If you want to purify yourself, you need to force yourself before you go to bed. Click that phone, listen to a 10 minute clip of a scholar of your choice, subhanallah, and then go to bed. Every day that 10 minute dose will wake you up. But if you have a one minute dose of that which is pornographic or ugly or dirty or unacceptable, wallahi, it is like a seed that grows. And when the tree grows big, it's going to be very hard to uproot it, my brothers, my sisters, get rid of it now. Now, make an intention here and now. Ya Allah, if you take me before I exit this masjid, let me be a pure person. I seek forgiveness for all my sins. I change my life. Allahu Akbar. Allah. How many more scholars would you like to hear before you change your life? Before you decide to purify that heart of yours without an effort from you, the heart is not going to be purified. When you have your own kitchen, 
and you've cooked your food and your pans are dirty, you cannot just look at the pans and expect them to become clean. Even if you've got a dishwasher, you've got to pick the thing up, put it into the dishwasher, choose the detergent, turn on the water, press the button, then things happen. Subhanallah. We still don't have that eye control, the eye control of the pan. And if you thought you did, they'd take you to the hospital. Believe me. <laughs> May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. So these are powerful words of reminder for myself to begin with. My brother, my sister, how do you use your Twitter account? What type of a profile do you have? How do you use your Facebook account? It can take you to paradise or it can drive you to hell very easily. Believe me, it's up to you when you press click and when you press like. And it's up to you to go home and dislike or to dislike it here and now whilst we're talking. Because I know there are brothers, perhaps maybe even sisters, busy on their phones whilst we're talking. To be honest, I actually don't see a single one, mashallah. Allahu Akbar. So I need to swallow back my word. But this is what it is. If your heart is dirty, it begins to show your own self. You can see it. Your mind can figure it out. Why? Because you lead a life. What will happen to it? It will be full of dunk. You know, it will be so narrow, full of depression, full of stress, full of lack of contentment. Where is my contentment gone? It's gone with the pornographic site. It's gone with the adultery that you cannot give up. Adultery is a seed. Wallahi, if you sow it and you water it, watering means you return to it and you water it more, you return to it more, it grows a tree. When the tree becomes big and strong, it becomes more difficult to uproot it. You get hooked onto it to the degree that it, it's just like second nature. No regret thereafter until you die in a condition. May Allah safeguard us. We had some brothers who came to me some time back telling me, you know, what do we do? Our father was looking like such a religious man and he died in the midst of two prostitutes with beer bottles. Do you want that? To be the end of your life, may Allah protect us all. Na'udhu Billah, may Allah safeguard us. Well, if that's the case, do not let that be a probability. Rather, let salah be a probability, possibility. If you engage in five salah, the chances of you dying in salah are very great. Do you know that? There are so many who have died in sujood and rukur. But if you don't read salah, there's no chance of that happening to you, not at all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take us away whilst we are in His obedience. And may He protect us really, that we are not disgraced dying in His disobedience. My brothers and sisters, life is too short. We cleanse our heart from malice, from dirt, from jealousy. Jealousy leads to that hatred, subhanallah. When you hate someone, you start planning their downfall. And what happens when you plan someone's downfall? You lose focus from your own life. Because now everything I do, it's to do him down. I'm going to fight this man. I'm going to do this to him. I'm going to do this to this sister or this woman. I'm going to make sure this happens and that happens. Whether it is the young age starting from the school rivalry that we have because of what someone looks like or how sharp they are, what type of friends they may have and how sociable they may be or not be. These are all little problems we face in schools, primary as well as high school and so on. You know, some people only flock around those who are wealthy, others flock around those who are popular, others flock around those who are intelligent. And we leave sometimes the best of people who have the best of character and conduct just because they are quiet sitting in one corner. Allahu Akbar. Perhaps from them you might have benefited more. So don't make people's lives difficult. When you start making someone's life hard, 
You have lost focus from your own. 